Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Down for the Count. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Janae, Alexis, and Nicole, welcome back to our show. Now, some things have changed since we've done um, a podcast for you guys. Um, We've added a fourth member to our podcast. We have recorded at least two or three episodes of Down for the Count. These are all episodes either after SummerSlam or before SummerSlam, just to give you guys a heads up, all right? I am still battling my tonsillitis, but I'm going to get over it. Don't worry. Um, And of of course, I always have the ladies to, you know, lean on for support. Of course, I've got Janae, I've got Alexis, and I've got Nicole. Now, here's the thing. This episode of Down for the Count was our SummerSlam reaction, and we did watch the SummerSlam from start to finish. We were surprised. We did all of that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. We're going to break this down match by match, piece by piece, so I hope you guys enjoy, and I'll see you guys in there. Welcome back, everybody, to Down for the Count, your favorite wrestling podcast on Spotify Anchor, and we're all Spotify wherever the hell we're at. Sorry, I just fucked that up. Anyway, it sounded a lot cooler in my head. Anyway, with me, as always, is Kip and Nicole, and we have a special guest. She is the now unofficial fourth member of our, our little ragtag podcast here, Janae. Everybody say hi. Hi. What's up, y'all? I am here to bless these lovely three ladies with my wonderful presence. <laughs> the garbage. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we've had a very busy weekend. We had NXT TakeOver on Saturday for those of us whose WWE Network decided to work for them on Saturday. And we also had SummerSlam. So let's, we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, let's start with, of course, NXT TakeOver. I unfortunately could not watch it live because of my stupid WWE Network. But uh, what all seemed to be going on there for those of y'all who did watch it? Well, I did not watch the SummerSlam 2020. Yeah, it happened. Um, <clears throat> lead, I leading into it, there was a lot of um, there was a very scary situation with Sonya and Mandy that happened leading up to it, where a psycho fan broke into Sonya's house. Thankfully, she. Sonya Deville, girl, if you're listening, I don't know why, but if you are, um, you you are a you are a real badass because not only did you know you you just jumped on what you needed to do, you got you out of there, you got Mandy out of there, and you you got out of there without getting hurt. So you are fucking amazing, and I wish you the best of luck with everything with all the legal stuff that you're dealing and putting this guy in a dark dank hole that he doesn't need to come out of ever ever again and um to all you people who have been harassing Sonia online I hope she finds out where you lives and she rolls up to your house and beats the shit out of you because y'all are real big pieces of shit for saying some of the stuff you've been saying to her I don't so, know what they've been saying, but they need to keep their mouth shut. Leave that woman alone. They've been saying stuff like, oh, I, I, 
you wouldn't have gotten away from me. My knife would have been bigger, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, everyone wants to act real tough when you're online and anonymous, but they always seem to forget that, you know, your little IP can be traced. That's just creepy, though. But, you know, big, big props to Sonia and Mandy for um, still putting on a good match. And all in all, just I'm just glad they're still here and they got it out safe. Because that when we read that, it we were fucking scared for them. Like I, oh. But I was a um. That's a situation I don't want anyone to go through, and I know that it's um difficult, but it's very very hard for a woman to have to go through something like that. But one thing I am happy about is that Sonya had enough presence because some people could be scared frozen and she had enough presence to run, get her friend and get out of there and protect herself as well as Mandy. So you have to give Sonya all the props in the world and she needs to get the red carpet rolled out for her when she comes back. Because mm-hmm. she deserves it. And not even just for this, but just for her, her the way she changed her character after they split Mandy and Sonya. And she was able to really rise to the occasion and become the heel that is Sonya Deville. She, she's a star. And they, I wish that this didn't happen so that it could keep going the way that it is. But there are good things to those who come, who wait. So I... I can't wait to see what she does with her character. I see a character change for Sonya and a whole new name, a different attitude. She's going to come back darker. She's going to come back meaner. And it's going to be a whole new reason to hate her. So mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck, Sonya. I hope that you um, you get help if you need help in terms of your mental state. Um, move from that house. Sell it. Whatever you got to do. And um, just good luck and Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we start SummerSlam, I want to say that um, Keith Lee um, just made a Twitter post that said, music is out of my hands, period. Leave it be. I'll sort it out later. Yeah. So one thing about... The, uh, we'll get to Sorry, Keith my Lee. mom called and I got concerned. It's oh, okay. He- we're going to talk about SummerSlam because SummerSlam was actually worth talking about. Yes, okay. So let's get into the match card for SummerSlam. There was a preview, a pre-show match for SummerSlam, and the pre-show match was MVP versus Apollo Crews. For the United States Championship. So I will go last since and I'll let Alexis go first. Since Alexis couldn't, you know, comment on the match card for NXT Takeover 30, we'll let her go first for this. So Alexis, did you see the um pre-show match? What did you think of it? Uh yes I did. I think um again we have to give props to MVP because for just getting Apollo Cruz on. I mean, like before, when you see Apollo Cruz on a pre-show, you knew it was gonna happen. But like, you were interested in this because you're like, okay, what where are they going with it? 
The match was actually really good. Apollo got a chance to shine. I love that fucking standing senton he does. Like, I'm just yeah. like, boy, I can't even flip when I have help. I don't know how you do it. Just stand <laughs> and just go. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I'm very happy that Apollo retained. He deserves to have a very good, you know, because we, we talked about it before. And, and that United States championship, it it really doesn't mean anything much anymore it's kind of, it's not even like a starter belt because it's just like for a long time they didn't know what to do with it and i think during covid they were deciding to take chances and putting it on someone like apollo and i know it sounds weird that a white girl is saying this but putting it on apollo and then having all these uh, black black wrestlers being pushed to the forefront and you're actually interested in what's going on with the U.S. title for the first time in fucking years. Mm. So, you know, props to MVP for working that and getting Apollo and Shelton Benjamin and all the guys in the back, you know, because, fuck, they have Ricochet, they have Cedric Alexander, like, they're all being showcased, and I'm like, fucking finally. Like, you're making me care about this belt. It only took you two fucking decades. But yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it. Um, MVP was really, he was doing his thing, but you could tell this was to show, like, how great of a fighting champion Apollo Crews is. And if to be honest, I know we don't like things being stretched out, but if Apollo keeps going against the hurt, business because I heard there was rumors that they want Cedric to join mm. so then that would Ricochet would get back on TV which we shit on Ricochet a lot but I do like I do like watching him wrestle um, it goes back to where I used to watch the uh, Luchadors and my ADD made me watch the Luchadors because I was afraid I was going to miss something but I, I really have no complaints about this match it wasn't too short it wasn't too long and it just makes Apollo look awesome. And again, shout out to MVP for everything he's doing for the guys in the back. Facts. Right. Well, okay. Nicole. No, it wasn't, it wasn't um, that. Like I said, I don't watch the pre-shows because I don't watch pre-shows. Um, but I did watch the I did watch that match before I went to bed that night and it was really good. But again, I knew it was gonna be good. Um MVP isn't the best wrestler anymore. No offense to him. It's it's age. That's all it is. Like it's it once once you get a certain age, you can only do so much and that's okay. Um, I he only and my thing is is that he only seems to wrestle when it's necessary anyways. Mm-hmm. for a storyline, so I won't give him um, too much shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, girl. <laughs> I, I read somewhere that MVP's gonna start stepping back from actual wrestling and focus more on like being a managerial kind of figure. If that appreciated makes, it if he would. Well, you know, I, I, I just, again, it's just rumors I've been hearing, but you know what? If, and I'm this, y'all are going to probably get mad at me, but like, 
if I have to see MVP versus Cedric Alexander, I will be happy because at least I get to see Cedric Alexander on my TV. I'm not opposed to MVP being on TV, but MVP wasn't the greatest wrestler in his prime. He was good. I won't take him take anything from him. I always give MVP his props where props are due. My issue with MVP in terms of his in-ring capability is that it is limited. So what I felt they should have done is with, with Shelton being the one to go up against um, Apollo Crews because Shelton can match his athleticism. It would be a better quality match, and you can still have MVP be your mouthpiece. That would have worked for me. It's not that I don't like want MVP around or anything. I don't have an issue with him being there because without him, you would not see these guys. Okay, so he's not him being there is is fine with me. I just I just don't want him to wrestle as often as he's been wrestling. I feel like that should be limited tremendously. I understand where you're coming from. So even if Cedric joins the Hurt Business, that's fine. Um, it'll give him something else to do. And of course, um, we'll finally get to see a different side of Cedric because the smiling, thumb waving Cedric is cool and everything, but you're not going to be able to get on TV with that kind of attitude. Unfortunately, that's just not going to work out in your favor. So you're going to have to be an angry black man for a little while in order to be (laughs) seen on TV. Um, which is which is sad, but that's that's just the reality. That's what is expected of us. Now, um, as far as this match is concerned, um, I actually like the match. Um, I thought for once I wasn't calling MVP an old man in the ring, and um, <laughs> I I always enjoy Apollo. Yeah, like I always enjoy Apollo. I think Apollo's really grown. And I used to give Apollo a lot of shit because I'm like, you cheesing every two seconds and coming out there and wrestling ain't getting it. Like you're going to you're going to get shelled. I need you to do something else. And even though he's still sticking to the core of who he is, he still can shine. And I can respect that. You know what I can say? Apollo, I have always believed in you. I've always capped for oh, Apollo. Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. I like his smile. Apollo has a very nice smile. Nicole Apollo has always been on his team. People I've seen in my entire life. I don't even care. <laughs> I will say, I will say, she has always ride, been on his team. Always, she's never left his side. So I can respect that. I was not. I can admit that and I was wrong and I apologize. So there you have it. Now, everybody gave their opinion about the, the Apollo Crews and MVP match. Apollo Crews did retain his U.S. championship, so congratulations to him. But in that retain, he now has to go up against Bobby Lashley next week at Payback. For the U.S. championship. So, now you have that going. 
Now, the next match of the night, I believe, was Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose in a no-DQ loser leaves WWE match. So we're going to start with Alexis again. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Yes. Um, How did you feel I, about it? I'm not going to give any of these ladies flack. Um, it, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, because I, I made a deal with myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to shit on this match because they went because of what they went through, but I'm still going to give my honest opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. Wasn't my favorite match of the night, but um, it was a means to an end. Um, I don't know what the fuck Mandy was wearing, but again, and I'm not, I'm not going to give them flack or anything. Um, I really think these two ladies are going to go at it again uh, somewhere down the road. And honestly, I want to see Mandy improve while Sonia's gone. I want to see Sonia get her head cleared and do what she needs to do in real life and then come back. And, um, you know, within a, like six months come Survivor Series, if Sonia shows back, shows back up and she goes to Raw, which I think would be a perfect fit for her. Because you have Asuka, you have Shayna Baszler, and you could have Sonia, Sonia Deville. And then if they meet up again at Survivor Series, which would give both of them time to grow on their own and drop the friendship angle, they could be on Team Raw and Team SmackDown, and then they could go at it again. Mm. That's what I would do. But I I want to give kudos to these ladies because oh, it, it was good. Mandy still needs some work done. I think she can get that tweaked up. And honestly, Honestly, I, I wasn't turned off by it. So, but I'm just going to say it was a good show and for both of them. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Well, what did you think, Janae? Um, I mean, I thought, I thought it, it was a good match. Um, I am going to give my honest opinion. It, I guess I hyped myself up a lot more. Uh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, Sonya Deville, amazing as always. My whole thing with Mandy is it seems like during the match she was afraid to actually, like, put the pause on Sonya. It seemed like she was mm-hmm. holding back with some of her strikes. Um, and I feel like, you know, there's a saying where it's like you hit your friends the hardest. Um, I think that's something she needs to work on is, you know, she's she's she has a lot of strength to her. Um, she's very – she could be athletic. She just needs to, like – sell those moves more like mm-hmm. hit her give her some force like you don't have to like one of the things was she had um took and she had take mandy down i mean sonia down and when she was striking sonia i know they have like you know you want to strike with like an open an open hand but when she was going in for the strike she was really holding back on them and kind of like going really fast slowing down and kind of like tapping her a little bit and it's like mm-hmm. put some force into that um but all in all, it was a good match, especially with everything. I give them kudos for, you know, coming in and still putting in work and doing the match with everything that um, happened. I do hope Sonya does come back. And if she does come back, she's obviously she is going to come back with a whole new character. I hope it's a lot more hard hitting, a lot more darker. Um, and for Mandy, I, just, I want her to, like, be OK with, like, putting a little bit more offense to her. Like, I, I looked at some of this stuff that Mandy did in NXT and the Mandy in NXT is not the Mandy that we're seeing 
on the main roster. And it could be because producers don't want her to to show that side, but it's it's there. She just needs to like she needs to do it. It's kind of like what Nicole mm-hmm. was saying. Like she's like seventy percent there, and she just needs a little bit of a touch up, and then we can get that Mandy that we all know that she can be. Nicole, what do you think? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I. That's what, and I said, and I, I think, yeah, and same thing with Alexis. I, we were, and we both said it. Regardless, they could have had a complete dumpster, dumpster fire, and it would have been fine because that would have been understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the best that they could. Um, I think Mandy. I think they're sort of loosening the reins on her, so she's she's slowly getting there. I want her to get they're faster because she's going to be technically on her own now. And I think, and Mandy has it. She has it. She has something, which I think this is why we're so hard on her because we all see it. I was Mm -hmm. like, you have that in you. You're, you're a star, but something about your, your shine is covered. Like we're trying to, we just want you to shine. Like we know you can not mm-hmm. with like all the glitter accessories like no like you can really be like Manny can really be a fucking star. Yeah, she can. And I usually don't like you know pushing blonde white women cuz you know they have it the easiest in the uh, WWE. No offense to um Alexis. Um, but it's, it's like she doesn't but she's different though. Like I mm-hmm. and I hate and people are probably gonna drag me through a but she reminds me of Trish in a certain aspect. Okay, now I see. That's yeah, why I'm, I'm so hard on her because I'm like, you yeah. have what she she had, but she that saw physical, it. She the potential, herself. and it's just like she has that that athletic build. She's and, way more athletic than Trish ever was. Yeah, right? and she's stronger. She's a stronger um, woman, and and I see. I like the match, but I do, I do agree. Too. With I still like the match. I thought it was good. Um, yeah. Both ladies did good. The table when she couldn't lift it up, I thought that was so funny. Mm-hmm. And people were giving her shit for it. I said, you know how many times I've seen men in la- ladder matches that can't fucking open up a ladder? Facts. I said, so shut the fuck up. Literally, I would, shut the fuck up. I, I have to agree <laughs> with Janae. I thought that I I did want Mandy to just hit her. I was like, Mandy, you got to stop thinking about it. It's like you can see her. Okay, she's my friend, but I don't want to hit her like that. You can see that running through her mind when she hit that um suplex on the um on that on that walkway though. I was like, okay. Now we get it. We get somewhere. Like okay. that's the Mandy I wanted to see throughout the whole match. Right, but she had it in spurts. So I'm like, okay, you're there. We just gotta find a way to pull this out. Cause somebody's gotta piss you off. So I'm like, maybe if you're not going up against Sonya, you might be able to really give us what we need. So I, I, I was very hard on Mandy. I'm still going to be hard on her because I see something in her 
and she isn't bringing it to the forefront just yet. I don't know if it's WWE's fault, which I partially blame them because they turned her into this Eva Marie type of character, and I didn't like that. Um, I felt like Mandy had potential to be great, and she still does. And I don't want you to just be resting on how beautiful you look. Yes, you're a beautiful woman. No one can deny you that. But if that is all you're selling me, then I'm going to look past you and look at the girl who's who might be a little bit paler, who might be short, like Nikki Cross. There's no shade to Nikki Cross, but I'm just saying, I'm going to look at her and be like, okay, well, what can she give me? Because she's pretty. But she's got the odd beauty look. She's not one of those girls who you walk up to and say, my God, you're strikingly beautiful. Mandy gets that. Right. The point I'm trying and to say is you're going to have to get ugly, Mandy, because like, we, can't, we can't constantly get behind you when you're giving us half of the job. I think the problem with Mandy was when Oscar was SmackDown champ. They put her up against Asuka because she was doing good for a while, or at least we thought. And then I know at least this was me because I'm oh, sorry, I had something in my throat. I was watching that match she was having with Asuka, and I'm like, this girl ain't ready. What the fuck are they doing? Like, and I don't know if it's just because of how, you know, because Asuka's very like, in your face, she'll, like, Oscar's gonna kill you, you know, that kind of thing. And then you have Mandy, who is just, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, why was she, because I didn't watch her in NXT, but I'm sitting here watching this match with Oscar. I'm going, why was this girl called up? Why is she here? Why is she wrestling for the title? Like, you know, you just, when you're sitting there, you're just like, what the fuck? Um, I do agree with Nicole because when Trish did come first came out, it took her being very green and going from the sex pot to being one of the best women talent the WWE has ever had. That was a 10 year growth though. This wasn't something that happened overnight. And you could tell when Trish was trying to better herself, when she was trying to get better because Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened, but one day she went from, like, just slapping bitches to actually punching them. And I'm like, okay, Trish. Okay. Like, I, I like you. I like you. <laughs> I I really think Mandy has it in her, but I don't want her to look like Billy Kay, where she's very stiff, where she's not comfortable with it. Because we know Mandy can deliver. And I I don't think she's I don't think she's that bad because I I think Billy Kay's a horrible wrestler. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't like Billy Kay's wrestling, and I'm not a big fan of Peyton's either. But I think that Mandy is fine. I just think that Mandy has to rest on her strength. Her strength is her strength, and that is where she will excel. But they put her in this box. Well, we want you to be the vixen. And then they, they had her doing that bicycle knee and that running knee. And that move, to me, doesn't work. It doesn't work well with her. And I, I truly wish that she would use the finisher she came up from NXT with. That one works for me. So 
I liked the match. I I was glad that those women were able to put whatever they had going on in their minds to the side and still perform and have a decent match on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. And Mandy did ultimately win this match. And Sonya now is, you know, gone from WWE for a little while. We also got a little tidbit on WWEexclusive.com where Sonya was, obviously she was kind of blindsided by the media. And they pretty much was like, Sonya, Sonya, you know, how do you feel about being put out of WWE? And she just told him, don't call me that ever again. So you got a little glimpse that Sonya's not coming back as Sonya anymore. When she comes back, she's going to be a whole new character. So we have to wait and see what they do with Sonya and what kind of creative direction she's going to do for her new character. So. I will say this, though. The only thing I will go hard on Mandy. Girl, what the fuck was that caterpillar you were trying to do? She tried. She tried with the caterpillar. They was giving me me hot shit talking about it's not easy. I was like, I've been doing a caterpillar ever since I was a kid. I can't do it, so. Me either. I I can't do it. I can't can't do it. So, well, Otis came out there for his girl, too. He came out there and was all happy for her and shit. Looking like a sweating jelly bean just hey 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 you leave my Otis alone he he came Otis. out with the briefcase to remind y'all he still got the briefcase <laughs> you know he ain't gonna get that damn championship with that briefcase oh no it's gonna be a cash failed in 100% or if they do it the way we would rumor to hear them do it I I honestly would prefer that than him fail to cash well, what was the other one him they giving. said that he was gonna use it to get those tag titles <clears throat> I've been said that he should do. He should have done that. I think it'd, that's it'd be something should. new and different. Yeah, and that it's contract, still a I'm, world title. Yep. Mm-hmm. So people forget, tag titles are a world title. Facts. Mhm. So, I I hope they do it that way because that would be epic. It'd be the first of its kind, and it'd be something different. And it'd be another reason for Nicole to hold something over our heads, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, here we go. Next match was the Raw Tag Team Championship. You know what? I don't like this slander. <laughs> then what? Stop being right. I can't it, help it. <laughs> <laughs> the Raw Tag Team Championships, it was the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Andrade. And Zelina Vega was in tow. So, Alexis, did you see this match? How'd you feel about it? I saw all the matches. Um, honestly, I'm over. I'm over this damn feud. Like, feud put together. Like, you know, they showed Zelina was the one putting the poison in it. She's like, I didn't do it. Like, bitch, you got busted. Like, take this ass whooping that you're about to get. Like, you just fucked with someone else's hand. Um, you know, I, I know the tag division is ridiculously small right now, mm-hmm. but the last, and Janae, you can, you can probably vouch for me on this. The last couple of matches these guys have had, it, it lost, it, it's lost, it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's luster. It's charm. It, Luster. Yeah, bad. 
Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just different because, because Janae was one of the people who called it when they were having that team for like who's going to face the, the street prophets at SummerSlam. And it was mm-hmm. like Andrade, Angel, and then it was, uh, you know, all the all the tag teams they basically have on Rob, which isn't a whole lot. I would have been happier if fucking Cedric and Ricochet won or if the Viking Raiders won or those other douchebags they have there. I don't remember their names. Uh, What's their nuts one and two? But, you know, it's just like I'm, 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 over, this, I'm over this feud. They're not going to win, and, but I have this feeling they're going to keep going with Street Profits and Garza and Andrade. As I just I just have this feeling they're going to keep it. And I'm just like, you guys are already beating us over the head with it. Can we move on to something else, please? That's that's all I want. I just want I just want something different. Zelina looked cute though. I like the Overwatch costume, which I hate everyone it. was like, oh, all y'all I hated her in them fucking boots. I hated it. I don't she like her boots. She looked like one of them. She looked like a melted Flintstone push pop, so they just melt all together. I don't like it. It's nothing she against the, the I don't. It's not a problem with the cosplay stuff because I think it's unique to Zelina, and I don't have a problem with it. Her execution of it is lazy. That's why I, I have a problem with it. Nice, because trust me, I've seen some Overwatch cosplays, and I'm like. Here's the thing with I don't play Overwatch, but I know I know of the game and I've seen a lot of cosplays. And you either go hard on Overwatch cosplays or you do something you can afford. I think Zelina did a really good job. She her, she was Zombra, who is an amazing character from what my Overwatch friends have told me. And you know she has a lot of Zombra stuff if you watch her when she's on Up Up. Uh, up up down down yeah. she uh she has like the pillow she has like the action figure yeah she's one of her favorite characters i love oh, the character so so badass and they were released- i have an issue with the way she the jacket was perfect it was perfect i won't take anything from that where i have an issue with zelina is zelina don't never know how to pull everything off the whole outfit from top to bottom so when you think about cosplay and you're bringing that into wrestling, a good example of to do it correctly is Alexa Bliss. Bliss makes her uniforms fit to the character, but they are still her. So she'll come out there and be Buzz Lightyear, but it's in her gear. Okay? Her boots fit. All right? She's not walking around with fucking boots like three times the size of her leg it's not it's not that she's cosplaying i don't have an issue with that the jacket was perfect when i saw the character she was portraying i said okay now i understand what this is but my problem is like i said it's not a full execution of what she's trying to do like alexa bliss is very good at subtle hints with her outfits like one time she was freddy krueger and i had to really look at it and i was like bitch this bitch come out here with Freddy Krueger gear on. I can't believe this shit. That's what I'm That was you know one of my I mean? favorite gear. She did. She did an Iron Man one. She did a Chucky one. 
she has and and they're very good but Zelina Vega I put it to you this way Zelina Vega is like a cog character on WWE 2K and somebody created some extra pieces to put on her oh that's not even trying to be funny that's real because look go back go back to when she was um made that character she was supposed to be when she was at the Royal Rumble was it Royal Rumble oh my god are you talking about when she was coming out as Vega yeah I said, yeah. if you don't take that Dollar Tree, see what, I'm saying? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's not that she can't cosplay, because I don't have an issue with that, but it's your poor execution of it. Because if you're going to do it, then you're going to have to do it, because you if you show up to Comic-Con looking like that, oh, you're going to get your ass tore up. They're going to tell no, you. No, she won't. Move. She'll just get a bunch of dudes, because she reminds me of, and we used to make fun of them when I was at work, so... I've mentioned this plenty of times. I used to work at a convention center hotel and events, and we had plenty of cons. And she would be one of them girls. And and this is had and I'm not slut shaming anyone or trying to talk about down about someone's bodies, but she was just one of those girls. She was just she she reminds me of like those geeky or nerdy girls who like the guys who don't go out often. But no. then also know that they still have a really nice figure and a really nice body. So they wear the most revealing thing possible just so they can have people take a bunch of pictures with them. Mm. And like they can be like that girl for the weekend when they mm. don't realize that they can be that girl every day of the week, 365, instead of just being that girl for a bunch of fucking incels who don't deserve it. Ooh. Or a weekend, a My couple God. weekends out the year. And that's what that reminds me of. That's what her cosplay, when she does weird shit like that, that's what that reminds me of. It's that's just very not, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not clean enough for me. That's my only issue. I didn't have a problem with the jacket. I thought the jacket was clever. I was like, okay, so what is it supposed to be? And then I remember somebody on Instagram was like, She's an Overwatch character. And I said, oh, okay. Cool. So I, w- I went and looked it up. And I was like, okay, but so you only thought the jacket was what you needed? Like, I was like, well, what? She had the hair. She did do her hair like that, but she always wears her hair like that. So I didn't notice the hair. And I was like, well, you know, you couldn't do like Naya did and got you a couple of pieces of purple and blue hair and put it in there and then, oh, you know. Now, I do not get me fucking started on Naya Jack's ugly ass tentacle looking hair. Ooh. Yo, those look like little, uh, what do you call Jellyfishes. Yeah. I, I didn't say that shit. They said that, okay? <laughs> anyway, I'm just me. saying, like, if you're going to, I don't want you to half-ass your cosplay. Don't do that. If you're going to do this, then you need to go full force. And I'm sick of her and her and her shoes. Her shoes never work for her outfit. It's a rare day when she come out there and her shoes work. It's a rare day. Because sometimes she either can't walk in them, they too big, or it just don't go with anything. It completely clash. And I just need Zelina to get it together. That is all. It ain't no shade. You're not a terrible wrestler. You're not a bad character. You're a very good character. 
Everybody got mad love for you, but the right is right and wrong is wrong. Shit. Now, if I came outside with a damn Medea moo on and a head wrap on, you'd be on my ass. So, shit, I'm getting on yours. Get it together. <laughs> now, this match between the Street Prophets and Angel Garza and them, to be honest, it has been done so many times, I was not even worried about it. I could care less. I picked Garza and Andrade to win. They didn't. I was like, good for the Street Profits. They won. I mean, yeah, same thing. I picked um, Andrade and Garza to win just because the first, when at first they were teasing this tension breakup, and I was like, oh, they're going to separate them. And then they made it seem like they were on the same page. So I was like, okay, maybe, you know, SummerSlam, you'll never see it coming. They'll give us a swerve and probably put the titles on Andrade and Garza, and then maybe they'll go up do another rubber band thing with uh, Street Profits at Payback. Maybe they'll go up against the Viking Raiders. But then during the end of the match, it was just like, so you're you're teasing this thing again. And I'm just like, I'm I'm over it. Um, instead of, y'all need to start building up tag teams because I don't want to see Street Profits and Andrade and Garza again. I don't want to see Street Profits and Viking Raiders again. I would rather watch a Street Profits versus Ricochet and Cedric Alexander because uh, I am tired of seeing the circle jerk of just those three teams going at it. Well, who else they got, though? That's the thing. They, they, I mean, they do have Cedric and Ricochet, even though they're teasing uh, Cedric going to the Hurt business. I mean, they could do something with that where you can have Street Profits versus Cedric and Ricochet. And even though you know you're going to keep the titles on the Street Profits, you can still have that match. I think it'll be a good high-flying match, very fast-paced. But at the same time, like I said, you can keep them with another team so you're not using the same team. Then you can also do it where that's when maybe eventually Cedric has had enough of Ricochet and then he goes to the Hurt Business. Something. I just don't want to see – I'm over – Andrade and Garza, and they, I am over the Viking Raiders. I was over it when they started doing those little segment of games. I was like, I'm over it. In the tentacle, don't forget the the tentacle. What was it when they had that cinematic match? I forgot what pay per view. Oh it was. yeah, yeah, that one. I'm also over this Demi character from The Bachelor. I am sick of her. She does what? nothing. What the hell is it, it like? Is she just there to be Angel's arm piece? Maybe it's like advertisement promotion thing. I'm not quite sure why she's there. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's putting on a character. She seems kind of ditzy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was more enjoying the whole thing with Garza, Charlie, and Zelina. Their little thing they were having going back and forth. I'm I'm kind of over this Demi thing. I'm over the oh Ivar, you're cute, you not so much. Like I don't know what they're trying to do with this love triangle with Ivar and the Turkey Lake and Demi and Garza. Like it's I I enjoy. To me, it was more funny with Garza, Charlie, and Zelina. Ivar, Garza, and Demi. It's not funny or entertaining to me. It's it's more of an annoyance. If I had to choose anybody in that lineup, I'd choose the damn turkey leg, but that's just me. That turkey leg looked dry, girl. You don't want that. You just get some barbecue sauce and put on it, man. You're good. They look, they look like they put hairspray on it to make it shine. Oh. 
thoughts. Nicole, what'd you think? I had no thoughts about it because I was prepared to not have any thoughts about it, to be completely honest. Um, I just was, I was just over it. Um, I was ready to go. I liked the raining solo cups. That was nice. That was so, that was fun. Um, next time that happens, I need the people. I'm going to try to go into the WWE Thunderdome. I'm going, I, when that happens, I want to see people to try to act like they're catching the fucking cups. But um, <laughs> shout out to quite a few people on Monday who were prepared and had red solo cups with them when they came out. Like the people who weren't being assholes. The Thunderdome crowd, see people, and then just so we can talk about this for a second. People, you can, like, you can do cool and funny stuff on there. Mm -hmm. Like, having that fucking Pikachu, like, that was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) There was some girl that people thought was topless, but they found out she literally just had a nude colored tank top on (laughs) you had people who would have like had like weird stuff like someone else like had like the fire velveteen um i love that guy great someone had a teddy bear some dude shirt some dude just had his hairline that he was brushing (laughs) yeah like it's like do funny shit like that like that's hilarious like i want to look for that because it's, I don't know, because that's just, it's just, I like random humor like that. That's, like, one of my humor quirks is randomness. So, I get a kick out of shit like that, because I think it's funny. Like, do I, shit like that, people. But, some- yeah, there's there's nothing to say about this, because everything, I don't understand this, Roku. There's nothing to say about this, because it's, like, it already been happening. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I don't understand this. In Thunderdome, doing like a whole spa thing, the whole thing of Raw. Like they're sitting there in their robe, they're doing their eyebrows, they're cleaning their face, got the face mask on, (laughs) the eyes. I want to see that. I want to go see someone do all that shit. And it's kind of like, too, it's like, where do you go from here? Because now you've teased another potential breakup between Andrade, Garza, and Zelina. The Street Profits retain their titles. Now what do you do? Just move on from the shit. Yeah, pretty much. Because I thought we were at least going to get a Zelina, another Zelina Bianca rubber match. I mean, I mean, I don't, as much as I want to see Bianca win, like, everything she's in, like, you know, why didn't they just have her and Zelina fight, too? I mean, I don't mind the Zelina Bianca thing, but it's kind of like it's been and done and over with. Like, Zelina, you're not getting a W when you're going up to Bianca unless you cheat somehow. Um, I do like the Riot Squad Bianca thing. I like their how they work well together. So maybe that's something. But, yeah, let's move on from Street Profits, Garza, Andrade, whatever they're trying to do with their storyline and – I'm kind of just over it. They didn't win the title, so. Okay. So, we're going to move on from the Street Profits and Garza. We're going to get into Rollins and Dominic Mysterio's supposed street fight. Um, Don't. 
call it a street fight unless it starts in a fucking street. It wasn't a street fight. It was just a kendo stick in one chair fight. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just going to say this. WWE, you want a street fight. You had Rowdy Roddy Piper and Dustin Rhodes running over each other with cars in a fucking parking lot full of fans. Like, if you're going to call it a street fight, you have, you you can't have a street fight in the fucking ring. I I don't understand that. It was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Um, I I don't really have much to say on this match, except um, Dominic did really good. I'm very, very proud of him, because you can tell he, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, he's just there because he's Rey Mysterio's son. I'm like, well, no shit. But, like, he's actually proving, you know, he's, he's probably been training to be a wrestler since, like, he was old enough to walk. You gotta understand that. The Mysterios come from a very long line of, um, you know, of of uh, luchadors. So, yeah, like, he, he's probably been like his dad. He's probably been training since he was a kid. And all I have to all I got to say is that Dom did amazing for his first match, but Seth should not have gotten the win. He, Seth, Seth did not need to go over on Dom. Dominic and Seth's, Seth's match. I it think that all of that made its point about how we feel about that match. <laughs> well, let's go to the next match. Um, the next match was Asuka and Bailey's match, SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, how about we go with Janae first? Yeah. Um, I thought that I liked the match. I thought it was good. Um, I should have kept my original pick. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> next time, I'm just gonna go with the first. My first thought, um, yeah, I thought it was it was a good match. I mean, to be honest, Oscar and Bailey they put on good matches. Oscar puts on good matches with a lot of people. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good match. I'm going to say that because that I'm gonna say Bailey won because Sasha helped. Yeah, but I know where you did not say that. That's the truth. Yeah, to me, Sasha helped because once. Uh, Asuka went to go do the hip attack. She gets caught on the rope. Bailey was able to do the pin. If it wasn't for Sasha taking that that bump, I had a different story. But yeah, it was it was a good match. There was nothing I didn't. I, there was a move that I liked where she had uh, Asuka on the ropes and she jumped from I think it was like the second rope and then like kind of like grabbed her by her head and kind of hung her up there. So yeah, it was a good match. What about you, Nicole? What did you think? Um, I thought it was good. I liked how technical it was. Um, like I said on AT2's, um, whatever that shit was, live stream. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was good. It was I, um, Bailey's work as a heel has been fantastic, which is funny because she's such a natural baby face, but she's been able to really fine-tune this character and really, really do something with it. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I loved it. I and I don't. Who did I pick? You picked um, on Bailey. Mhm. What about you, Alexis? Um, I'm I'm glad I went with Bailey. The match was really great. Um, I wasn't I wasn't disappointed in the match. I kind of knew Bailey was gonna retain because we're gonna see the the crack is forming. I really have nothing bad to say about it. It was actually really good, very solid, and I agree with Nicole. I think Bailey's heel work has gotten a lot better. Um, but you know, just the annoying screaming can stop anytime now. That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> I like the match. I thought the match was cool. I kind of expected um, Sasha to be in there, so I was a little mad, but because my pick didn't win. But it's okay. <laughs> it was still a good match, and it was fun to watch. So let's move to the next one. Let's go with the Raw Women's Championship with Banks and Asuka. So let's start back with Alexis. What did you think about this one? Uh, it was actually really good. Um, I like I people really keep forgetting that Sasha is a really good like technical submissionist, and I'm kind of a slut for matches like that when it's a good technical <laughs> wrestler, very, another good technical wrestler. Um, I'm glad Oscar got her title back because the way she lost it was was really shitty. Um, I mean, I really, I mean, it was a good match. You finally saw like Sasha get her comeuppance. For, because I said earlier, I think it was last episode, they tried to fuck with Oscar, and then they ended up losing something. Because you saw on Raw the next day, Sasha's like clutching on to that women's tag belt because that's the only thing she has right now. Mm-hmm. So I think we're we're gonna start seeing that that storyline now of her and Bailey either feuding or turning on each other. And what about you, Janae? What do you think? I really like the match. I really, really like the match. Um, I mean, let's people can talk all they want about Sasha, but Sasha can put on good matches. She has the knack where she can work with pretty much anyone and make that match a good match. Even in win, winning or even in defeat, she can make that match a really good match. Um, the top rope. Like flat DDT that um, Asuka gave Sasha was incredible. That power bomb that Sasha gave Asuka. Ooh, that was nasty. I ooh, I almost got up to get ice because I felt I felt that myself. Um, <laughs> it was it was just it was a really really good match. And even in that match, you saw where the cracks were because Bailey wouldn't even take a hip bump for Sasha, even though Sasha took it for Bailey. Um, So all in all, we literally we got hopefully the completion of Sasha versus Asuka. We further along the Bailey and Sasha storyline. So for what it was for, I think, like an 11 minute, 12 minute match. um, It was a really great match. I agree. I like this match. The only thing I wish is that Asuka would have came out as her other persona. That's what I want. That's all I wanted. I was like, please let me get the clown. And I did get the clown. <laughs> I was upset. Other than that, I, I had no issues with the match at all. So let's get into the last couple of matches on this card. 
We got Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Um, Nicole, did you have anything to say about Asuka and Sasha? No, it was good. Okay, well, let's start with you with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. What'd you think? Um, I'm sad. Not sad. Randy didn't win. I was more so sad that I was wrong. <laughs> um... <laughs> The match was really good. That end, that ending was so fucking stupid. Like, why? I don't. I hate. I hate pins like that because WWE. If you watch what culture, the only person you should be watching on what culture is Simon Miller, anyways. Yeah. But if you watch up and downs, he literally has a surprise roll-up counter for WWE. He only wow. started a couple months ago, and he's at like sixty something. Jesus. That's serious. If you, and honestly, go back, and it's stupid. So that's why I was kind of stupid. Yes, his shoulders were down, so he kind of can't, so Randy kind of can't argue that to a sense. But at the same time, it's like, dude, what the fuck? But (laughs) um, it was a good match. Um, Besides that, um, I'm just excited for Keith Lee to. BWWE champion. Oh, God. She wouldn't even give you five, five minutes. <laughs> they, get, they gave him Randy Orton as his I, first fucking feud. Yes. Serious. It's, it's so fast. It's so fast. And I I was saying this on um, on the live, and I'm like, I have such a strong feeling that they're speeding this up so that at Survivor Series they can get that match with Roman and Keith Lee. Yep. And then Cross, if they do a triple brand, Cross will just be added fanfare. But they really want that spot with Lee and and um and Roman really bad. So. I, you know what will be fire on just entrances alone? Bray versus Cross. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to be there. Like, I would physically have to be there. Just like, and I know people aren't like, I'm not excited, like Brock Lesnar. I, if if they do a Brock Lesnar versus Keith Lee. Oh, geez. Oh, shit. Like, I have to see that. Like, I literally have to see that shit. They, They teased us that rumble with that shit. Yeah, because apparently Brock Lesnar was like, who the, f-? he, well, obviously he was like, who the fuck is this guy? But apparently, like, he was telling Paul Heyman, like, he was super impressed with him. Yeah, he said he really liked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes Keith. Like, nobody. As they should. He's a good guy. He's a very, I mean, like, I showed my mom Keith Lee some of her, his old men. And she goes, holy shit, a big guy can move like that? I said, welcome to the new era of wrestling, mom. Big guys, just like the small guys can. Yeah, but that, yeah, but the match with Randy and Drew was good. I wasn't, like, that's, like, how I was talking about Thatcher and what's his nuts, Finn. Like, that was going to be because they're good wrestlers. And Randy is really into um, wrestling again the past mm-hmm. few months. 
he's just really ever since like he started that feud with Kofi, he's been he's been on it. Like he cares, he shows up, he's interested, like even more than interested. But also, I think it's because, and he's talked about that how he's more into the um, position of helping out the younger guys now. Mm-hmm. which is something that he thought he would never like be into but well, he's show his growth yeah but certain people like he's super impressed with so others that he's not as impressed with but the people that he can get on with like he's really into like okay like I want to help elevate these young guys and like teaching them and leading them and doing the work Randy has done some soul search and I want to know what's going on I think maybe somebody was like hey stop being a dick yeah but how many people does it take to tell you that it depends on who was the person that told you that Mm, Hunter I'm sure Hunter said that many times I don't give a shit (laughs) he doesn't care true it had to be somebody else. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. He just had to change of heart. Maybe it was his wife. Nah. Ooh, she won't give nobody no crap. All right, then, since we nine, you go ahead and tell everybody what you thought of the match. <laughs> what you thought of the match. Uh, I didn't like it. What? Why? Hey, I, I just... It couldn't keep my attention. I don't like my. We have friends over here, and I was just like, I was watching it, but I didn't realize I zoned out until someone goes, "Oh, we got blood! Oh, we got blood!" I'm like, "Huh?" And then it then it got my attention. Um, I really think this should have been more of a of a. I'm I'm not saying it was a bad match. Mm-hmm. I just they should have turned it out a little bit more especially with the promo that drew had came off saying like you know like when he basically said you didn't like me when i first came in and because of the way you were people listened to you and they didn't have any more faith in me and then i got released but i had to go and build i had to go prove but meanwhile you got everything handed to you and i was like and you know brandy was cutting him down i'm just like okay they're just going to wreck the shit out of each other. Because that's what you're thinking when you hear promos like this. And, I mean, it was a lot. I'm glad they're continuing the feud. And it's not going to just be a one-off time. Because I, and it's no, it's no offense to Drew. But they really haven't given him anybody. His first real, like, person who was, I don't even want to call it a feud, I want to say the person who was annoying him was Dolph Ziggler, and you haven't seen Ziggler since. Well, you saw him on Raw Underground, but you haven't seen him really on TV. And I'm just like, oh, Drew, this is, this is, this is all they got for you? So I really want to see this feud grow. I want to see, I just want to see when it comes down to the end that they just go ape shit on each other. And just really just have the match. I know that they're capable of having what about you Janae what did you think I 
Janae? She muted her mic. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. There you go. Um, I like, yeah. I liked the match. I thought it was. I thought it was great. It was hard hitting. Um, it was two big beefy sirloins of bitches hitting each other. <laughs> um, honestly, when they booked the match, I knew it wasn't going to end in a clean pin because I, I, I was like, Drew's going to retain, but there's going to be no way, especially with the way they've been building Orton, that they were going to have Drew pin Orton. So I knew it was going to be some kind of some kind of a roll up of some sort. Um. So I, I liked it. I'm excited for Keith Lee and Randy Orton. Um, I will say, since it's on payback, um, they're trying to build Keith Lee as the number one baby face on Raw right now. Obviously not like Drew McIntyre, but they're, they're building him up really fast, as you can tell. So I'm going to assume that at payback, um, I don't think Randy Orton's going to pin Keith Lee just by what I'm hearing, what they want to do with him. And I don't think Keith Lee is going to pin Randy Orton, even if, if they didn't even have Drew, no. I was going to say Drew Carey, Drew McIntyre do it. So I feel like there's going to be some, some kind of shenanigans. Maybe Drew's going to come out and do cause some kind of interference, something, but it's definitely not going to be a clean pin. But all in all, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought the match was good. Well, I was glad Drew won because Drew's my dad. Um, did I want him to win on a roll-up? No. But I understand there has to be storytelling at some point. However, I wanted a Claymore or an RKO from somebody. God damn it, at payback, I better get one of them. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> roll-up is what took me out of it because, like, I was just like, that That was it because it's just... It's like I know I know Drew tried to claymore Orton once and then he, Orton tried to RKO him, but it's like you hype this match up and it ends the roll up. And it's like it, the roll up happened so fast that people were sitting here were like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Did he just win? Mm-hmm. So I That's think how I was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, normally, I, I, you know me, like, I hate roll-ups. You know, when we were in the chat, I'd be like, roll-up number 64, roll-up number 65, because I'm counting how many roll-ups they do in every TV show. But for in this instance, I, I kind of understood where they were going with it, because how they're building Drew with his title reign, how they're building Randy Orton as the legend killer, you don't really want either of the person to, like, pin them in a sense. So I, I kind of understood why they did the roll-up. So I was like, oh. All right, okay. Um, and this is backtracking a little bit. But talking about matches that ended and you just, like, looked up and you're like, huh? I felt like that with uh, um, Street Profits and Angel and Andrade match. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, I was like, I looked down my phone, I looked up, and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, it's over. <laughs> like I didn't hear a pin or anything. And I don't and then I just heard the Street Profits music. I said, What is this? Didn't he see the frog splash though? He did. I didn't even see that frog splash. She didn't see it. He did it on Monday and I'm glad he did. Eddie sh- shed a tattoo tear straight from heaven. Because it was beautiful. The the way he extends when he does that, Montez is 
And he did like a turnaround bullshit. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, like Montez, Montez made my knees hurt because not only after he landed and got the pin, he started doing that weird little dance on his knees. And I'm like, how is your knees not killing you right now? <laughs> Him and Meg the Stallion have <laughs> their knees are <laughs> felt different. Period. Alright, we got the finals. I'm gonna just tell you right now that match was was a piece of shit. This is the Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship. As much storytelling that they put into this match, they did not deliver in the final match of this. And the best part about SummerSlam was Roman Reigns rearing his vicious head and destroying both of them. Meanwhile, cussing him the fuck out while he was doing it. I think that was probably the the best part about SummerSlam for me. And it definitely was something that I did not see coming. Because I was sure Roman was at home somewhere, you know, chilling with his wife, nursing babies and stuff. I didn't think he would even be there, let alone come back now. So it was very much a shock. And... You guys tell me what you think. What did you think about the match? And then what about Roman's return? Well, that match, that match fucking sucked. Like, and I I agree with you, Tiff. Like, the story building that they did, especially after how bad the house horror swamp thing that they did at Extreme Rules, like, that match got shitted on. And I'm always like, okay, the match sucked, but let me try to find at least one good thing about. No, couldn't find. The only good thing about the swamp match was that cool thing they did with Alexa. And I was like, okay, this is cool. They had this huge buildup, and I've noticed this. And I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but anytime lately that the WWE has tried to hype up a really big match, it seems to fall flat. That's true. And you can kind of, and the only one match I can think of this, and I know we hark on it a lot, but it's fresh in my mind. The three-way for the uh, women's titles at Mania was oh, on the Because we've talked about it. We've talked about it here. We've talked about it. Just the three of us. We've talked about it with Janae. That match had so much hype. Like the the Raw or was it Raw or SmackDown? Well, all three of those bitches got arrested and they're still kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah, that like, was the best. It was like good. My, my oh yeah, favorite, that was a good segment. Like the dumbasses put Charlotte and Becky in the car and the bitches just start kicking each other and then Ron is arrested and she leans out and Charlotte just runs up and like cold clocks her with her knee. I'm yeah. Like, yes. That was that was oh. It was beautiful. perfect. Just, yeah. I watch it every once in a while. I watch that. No, I do. I watch. I go back and watch it every once in a while, and I watch when Becky and SmackDown invades Raw. Yes. At times, I watch that, and also because I that also holds a special place in my heart because that was on my birthday, and that was just like a really bad birthday because I don't know what was going on. I was just like not having it that day. Didn't end up doing anything, and then also, like, Stanley died, so it was like, I was extra depressed. I remember that. That was the 
bad day all around, man. Yeah, so that was, like, not only because, like, that literally, like, that changed her entire life, but that just, like, made me, like, I just had, like, such a horrible day. It just made me feel a lot better. That And it hyped you up. You're just yeah. like, Look, I can't wait to see what happens now. And, you know, like, that was probably one of the most talked about moments. I think, like, WWE.com did, like, uh, what was the most standout moment of the year? And that was either number one or number two. It was way high up there. And um, it it was just a really bad disappointment. Again, you think these guys are going to tear the fuck out of each other. And it was just like, okay, you use the toolbox. Okay, that's cool. And then you get it. Okay. Okay, you now Braun has a toolbox. Because when he got the X-Acto knife, I'm like, oh, shit, is he going to try to cut the mask off the fiend? Right. Which that's what I was thinking. I'm like, how awesome would that be? Because he finally will strip Bray. Because he already took him on as Bray Wyatt. He's never taken, or, you know, whatever that was. But I'm like, he's going to strip him of the fiend. Like, how that would that would have been cool. Yeah. But instead, this bitch takes it. I'm sorry, Tiff. I know Braun's your man. So I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> the boss <laughs> You're watching him. Like, that would be such a badass way to end SummerSlam. Like, he will destroy the fiend, which he said he was. This motherfucker takes it. And then he walks over to the ring and he cuts like this weird geometric piece of the ring like the top of the ring ring out I'm like what the fuck's he doing and it's like he had to do it twice because he couldn't do it right he didn't get it the first time and I'm like what the hell is this and then Bray just jumps up all of a sudden and I mean it's no it's no disqualifications you only went to the gorilla position, and then you came out again. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, tear this place fucking down. You, you well, know, at least they left the ring. Dominic and Seth didn't go no fucking where. They stayed right there. So When you think of, like, no DQ, false count anywhere kind of thing, you're going to go all through the Amway Arena, or at least, you know, because, again, PC Center, we got a great tour when it was Edge versus Orton. It was a nice little tour of the PC Center. We got to see a lot of cool shit. That was a long-ass tour. I ain't gonna front. Shit. I got the wrestling nerd in me was loving it, especially knowing that they have meeting rooms that have Hell in a Cell pieces hanging on it, and they'd be like, if I worked for WWE, they'd be like, Alexa, please stop hanging on it. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. You know, um, but then the fiend comes out, or fiend comes back, hits him twice with Sister Abigail on wood, and then one, two, three. I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? I shouldn't have two matches in a row that make me say, what the fuck just happened? Do you, do you get what my, my thought pattern is on that? Like, like, if it was like, if they had put the Ray and Drew match earlier before this one, and when give us two back-to-back what-the-fuck endings. Um, when Roman came back, I not to quote WWE, I really wasn't expecting that because I was like with Tip. I'm like, he's at home. He's being safe. He's probably knocking his wife up again. Whatever. Leave him, 
Roman, leave your wife alone for at least two years, buddy. Okay? Like, let her rest and let her raise the babies, and then you can do it again. (laughs) Um, When Roman came out, out. I didn't even realize it was him at first. I'm like, who's this fucker in the ring? And they're like, that's Roman Reigns. I'm like, damn. Yes. Like he's that he's was the for everybody. And I'm like, Roman, you you looking good? How you doing? You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, because he like trimmed up and he was going after Bray, and I'm like, okay, because Roman was the next one to step forward and blah blah and you know whatever. I'm like, okay, he's going after Bray. And then he turned on Braun, who's supposed to be the baby face or the face in this feud. And he's like cussing him out. I saw heard him say, fuck you and fuck this bitch. I was like, Roman! Oh my God. The language. <laughs> You're just like, because <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait, what is Roman doing? And, and he goes after Braun and I'm like, wait, Braun's the good guy. What the I'm like, wait, wait, is he a heel now? Which is going to be, like, fucking crazy because he hasn't been a heel since, like, the Shield first came along. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he looked great. He looked healthy. Um, he, People got a reaction. I saw some dude pissed and yelling and booing. I'm like, are oh, you just mad because your girlfriend's attention is not going to be on you now, buddy? As it shouldn't be. You know, like... uh. I, I want to see where it goes, and I'm I'm actually kind of curious about the way Daddy Reigns was dressed because he came out in tactical gear. Like if you look at the pants and the boots, he came out. Yeah. In, he came out in tactical gear, and where have we been seeing a lot of tactical gear lately? Here we go with Retribution. Just hear me out. Like, because Roman, we love Roman here on the show. We think he's a great guy. But he needed to be updated because he was getting kind of stale. How awesome would it be, not only for Roman, the guy who they're like, oh, locker room leader, the guy who can save us. And the swerve is Roman's in charge of retribution. He's the leader. And he's the one that's been telling them to fuck shit up and do this and that. And then it's like, it could be what the invasion angle wanted to be when it came to WWE, when Stone Cold turned on WWF at the time. It could be like, oh, he's here to save us. And then boom, Roman just says like, sick him or something. And like all retribution just comes out and starts beating the shit out of everybody. I think that would have been, that that would be great because it's a heel turn He's been desperately needing a character update, and I think this is the best way to do it. And you and Nicole, y'all on the same page. Well, no, I think it's funny that people were just like, "What's with his teeth?" I'm like, "Dude, if I had Roman Reigns money, I get my jacked up teeth looking good too." So shut the fuck up. People, <clears throat> that's what I'm saying, and that's what some people were saying. They were like. Honestly, why wouldn't you get them done? Right? <clears throat> and and I always said that my teeth aren't super bad, but, you know, they can get fixed. I said, mm-hmm. if I ever, like, got rich like that, I said, that's the one of, I said, that's one of, like, the only, the few cosmetic things I would do. 
is get veneers. Straight up. Next day. Fix these veneers. Well, like, think about this, though, too. Because I was thinking this. You know how they were building, like, Big E to be the new locker room leader with all this retribution stuff going on? What if this is, like, Roman's way? Because, you know, like, he's been there for a while. But, like, on screen, what if this is a great way to get Roman versus Big E and just have the two of them just fucking go at it? I wouldn't mind it. And it would be, and honestly, a feud with Roman Reigns would be great for Big E's solo run. Because, no offense to Kofi, but, like, he he never had a big feud with Roman Reigns, and this could set Big E apart from Kofi. Kofi's, from Kofi's thing to his thing, but I think I think it's as long as they don't fuck this up, which I know they probably will. This mm-hmm. will be great. this would be a great thing for Big E. It'd be a great thing for Roman, and honestly, it'd be a new shot in the arm because they're like, holy shit, our biggest our biggest guy is with these these guys who come and destroy shit and wreck shit and jump people. Like why? Not? not why not let roman be a bad guy for a while either way people are gonna get a reaction out of them and this goes to show you people miss they, they miss booing roman Reigns. come on anyone who's yeah, they, do. they boo him now so it doesn't matter well now they, now they can boo him because they're i know they're sitting there like going through withdrawal like roman's not here I have no one to boo. He's not wrestling. I have no one to talk shit about. Like, well, here you go. You can you can enjoy it, neck beers, because he's back. Because now you actually <laughs> in the bitch. Well, Janae, what did you think? Well, I thought it was a match. <laughs> um, I mean, so here's the thing. So I got I got this thing where I'll just talk about it now. Where it said, be prepared, the match is going to get weird, really, really weird. So I was debating of putting it into our fam- our group chat that we have. Um, but I was like, no, no spoilers. I'll wait and post it after. But the weird never happened. Exactly. Nothing, nothing yeah. weird happened, so I never posted. So looking into things, and re- supposedly the match that we got was not the initial match that we were supposed to get it changed because played like that it was so awkward it changed because of roman coming back so the the match we were originally supposed was actually supposed to get really weird it was supposed to be longer but with roman coming back they switched it up and it was like all right roman's here that'll be really some big you'll never see it coming that's why you also saw certain tweets from bliss because there's this whole thing that was supposed to happen um, okay. Uh, that's why you saw her like, oh, in order to do something, you need to sin first. And then next thing you know, someone was like, hey, where were you supposed to be? She was like, ah, good question. Uh, things change, obviously, with Roman coming back. I knew Roman was coming back just because of the whole new merch for Roman. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, he's coming back. I didn't know it was going to be SummerSlam, but now it makes sense with everything that I saw. Uh, for the match itself, it was, like I said, it was a match. You know, you have a false count anywhere. 
uh, kind of stipulation. So in my mind, there needs to be stuff going around the arena. Like you, like uh, Alexis was said, you went from the ring to the backstage and then back to the ring. I'm also at a false count anywhere. I'm assuming you're going to use different kind of weapons and you just pulled up the ring and in a very, really weird way because you obviously don't know how to use whatever he was using. Um, and then a box cutter, a box cutter. And then it's just like, you know, Bray gives you what the fiend gives you two, three sister Abigails, which two of them didn't even hit the wood. Only one of them in your face actually hit the wood and you know, you're 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 down for the count and then that's that's the three. So like the then the math was very underwhelming. Uh not at all what I uh thought what I was hoping it was going to be. Just specifically with the storyline. Bray made the best of what he could. He's not the best when it comes to acting or anything, but he did the best that he could. Uh I mean Braun. Um, but Bray, on the other hand, he's phenomenal in promos and everything else. So they like built this story up to be this huge thing to where it's like, okay, SummerSlam, we're going to get this huge battle and, you know, someone's going to come out on top and it's going to be a really good end to the storyline. And all we got was bronze head hitting one of the, the stadium screens where he got, he gets cut open. He cut opens the ring. He takes like two, Two and a half sister Abigails, and all of a sudden he can't. He's done. He literally got drugged into the lake and was literally drowned. And he ended up he was showing up to to SmackDown, but two sister Abigails, we draw the line right there. Um when it comes to, to Roman, I'm happy he's back. I've missed Roman. I think he'll be really good fit for coming back to SmackDown. I'm happy he got his new teethis because when baby chicklets was not working. Um, he's leaner. Um, I noticed he didn't have his vest on. So mm-hmm. hopefully we hopefully we well, get he had to that new shirt. Yeah, he had a new shirt. So maybe <laughs> might, we might get a shirtless Roman. I mean, you've been working out. Ooh. That was a lot of air, Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> I am a happily married woman. I am a happily married woman. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think this would be a really good time. He's been gone for so long. He's been doing the Roman Reigns. It would be really nice if he came back with, like, maybe a different character, switch things up a little bit. Um, Of course, there are going to be people that boo him. But I'm happy he's back. So match-wise, didn't really care for it. Roman being back, I'm happy about it. Well, like I said, I, I didn't like the match. Um... But that does help explain why things are so weird and why it didn't go where it should have went. It should have gotten strange. It's the, it's the fiend. We should have seen that. They could have did what they wanted to do and still had Roman come back and ruin whatever the hell they were trying, whatever they wanted to do after that. They could have had Roman come and show his face, attack Braun, and still take out the fiend. Um, well, I, I just... I was reading somewhere where if you notice the matches in SummerSlam, only one of them was super long and it was Seth and Dominic. And guys, he's still gloating to his girlfriend about it. This is so fucking cute. Like, oh my God. Um, the the longest match was Ray and Dominic. And I think they had, which really doesn't make sense because the pay-per-view was not live. It was, well, no, this one was live because of the Thunderdome. Never mind. I'm, I'm used to pre-taped 
pay-per-views. That's really bad. Um, <laughs> jarring because now there's people there. But they, if they had gone over, because this happened before or matches have accidentally gone over the time frame they were supposed to do, but they could still make shit work. And this isn't exactly like they're on Fox or USA. This is the fucking WWE Network. Right. They, they can go over because what they had, like, I want to watch it uh, probably tomorrow where it's the 24-7 the uh, thing they were doing about WrestleMania. And, I, Nicole, I, I saw the beginning of that and I got so mad for you. I was like, my friend Nicole was supposed to be there. Like, this is yeah. even more. Um and they they yeah. it's they can they don't have to worry about running over on a cable station. This is their network. They can continue going. And if a match is going too long, then that's when you yell in the ref's ear, "Hey, you need to tell them they got they got three minutes because they're about to go over." Like there's no. Yeah. For, for for something to get scrapped, unless it was Vince basically putting the script through the shredder again, which he seems to like doing lately again. Well, you know that's what happened. If it was it was give Roman his spotlight, he's coming back. Yeah, because it was one of those like so Seth Rollins and the Dominic match was like 22 minutes. Uh, the Drew McIntyre match was like 20 minutes, and then after that, the Longest match after those two matches was the Fiends match, which was 12 minutes. Everybody else's match was basically like 10 to 11 minutes. I mean, the Street Profits match was less than eight minutes. So it was just like, yeah, there was things were supposed to be weird and and really just out of space or whatever with this match because that's the whole point of the Falls Count anywhere. It's supposed to get crazy, but mm-hmm. yeah, Gorilla, and it's they, like. No- in Gorilla, so that was weird. Yeah. It was just like they basically made changes so Roman can come back. But the thing about it is, I think what it was just like, I feel like with the whole tagline, you'll never see it coming. Roman was probably going to come back anyway, maybe. I just don't, it just didn't, it just seemed really weird. Like with all this buildup, how quick that match was. It was like 12 minutes. How quick that match was and then after reading and seeing all that like oh yeah it other things was supposed to i'm just like i love me some realm and i do but like this was supposed to be the the big finale of the bray and brawn how much you build it up the cinematic matches the the pro right. and yeah. him being oh, that was their time yeah, and him being kinda, from the monster of Mog Man to the monster and Bray having to go through three faces of Bray to get to the Fiend to be able to take down Braun, and then it, it's a 12-minute match. And it's not even a good one. You just basically, no. yeah. you, you just took away all of the momentum and the shine and just was like, okay, hurry up and make this fast and give that on to Roman. And I don't necessarily blame Roman. I blame people backstage. I blame producers. I blame Vince. Because you're so focused on making sure that you get this, oh, we got this, all the people are talking, it's good shit. It's good shit. And it's like, yeah, we're talking about it, but we're also shitting on your shit. Like, you you, you, you can't always say all publicity is good publicity. 
And I know that Roman is not a bad guy. I would never take anything from him. But Roman is Roman Reigns. And this was Braun Strowman's probably only shot at having a a storyline that actually worked in his favor from start to finish and actually have the opportunity to finish it out. And you kind of took that away from him. And um, Bray. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play devil's advocate for this. So, I guess I do believe they should have been a lot at war time so they can do more of the false count anywhere. But also, Braun is not good in long matches. He's just not. He never has, never will, isn't now, and probably never will be, to be completely honest. So, giving them more time would have showed more flaws within his wrestling anyways. So I don't really believe giving them more time would have helped. I think it would have made it even worse than what it actually was. Um, Bray would have been fine. But again, like I said, Ro- not Roman, um, Braun, he's he's not good. I like Braun, but he's not a good wrestler. Like, he's just keeping it 100. Um, and he's not, and he doesn't have the stamina to move in a match, be in a match like that that long. He is like a big show. He he can only be in a ring for five to ten minutes max, and then it starts looking funky. And he's the same as that's the same thing with him. Like he's a big man who cannot move. So it was. So yes, I do wish I I do I do see what you guys are coming from, but at the same time, I feel like it would have made it a lot. It would have made it a lot worse than what it actually was. Um. Because it's like Bray was doing what he could with what he has to work with. And that's what essentially messed up the feud. It had nothing to do with any of their storytelling or is nothing. Well, it failed with Braun not being able to storytell within the ring. And so... <clears throat> well, to... To piggyback off of that, if Braun's not that great in long matches, because um, we, we have seen that, do you think that's when they should have done, like when they went toward the back, that's when they should have done more of a cinematic thing? Yeah, I, I do. They should have done something. They should have just played more with props, because that would have hid a lot of shit. Yeah. And that's what more weapons. Like, like, it should have been more weapons and stuff. Yeah, they should have used more weapons, more thing, because I would have covered up the flaws. Like they wrestled, and this is gonna sound re- weird, but they wrestled too much. Yeah, too much. Yeah, too- that's what I was thinking with the whole weird thing when there was like, oh, it's gonna get weird. I was assuming like other outside things was gonna be brought into it where it wasn't that much wrestling in a sense of wrestling, but more so using uh, weapons. Maybe even cutting to a already pre-cut, like once they went backstage, you know, cut to a small section of something that they already like did like a couple of days before, or a couple of weeks before where they're wrestling around the ring with some like weird fiend effects. And then once it's time for them to go back into the ring, they can cut back to them live heading back into the ring. So that's what I was thinking when they said, be prepared. It's going to get weird, really weird. Mm-hmm. That that is what I thought. I thought it was kind of gonna go flip from cinematic to wrestling. 
like you were gonna start off wrestling, they dragging it to the back, and then the weird shit started happening. Or like Bliss would get involved, and then they would somehow pull him out of that. They go back in the ring, and then the match would end that way. And then you could have still had Roman came out there. It, I think they could have done everything they wanted to do. They didn't have to cut out the best aspect of the match because you just you you just you killed the finish of the feud and the feud just ended wonky it looked wonky and now you've added Roman to it and he completely overshadowed all of that so since retribution is on people's minds the basics of SummerSlam is everybody's overall feeling is what SummerSlam was an A show a B show C D where are you at with it uh, I'll be minus. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like, oh, this is super dope. Yeah. It, was, it was like, it was, it was a good show. There were some good matches. There were some not so good matches. So it was, it was a good show. What about you, Nicole? Where yeah? Oh, they get a B. Alexis. What's your grade for SummerSlam? Um, I'd give it a B minus. Just so like the show is pretty good. I really, well, I want to give. Okay, I'm not saying it was an A. It was actually it was a pretty good show, except for the, the last two matches because they were both what the fuck endings. They kind of bored me, and then. It just, I don't know. I, I guess I want to give it a, a, a low, like a low, low C. A low C, Because wow. it wasn't bad. Because if you look at the match card, it was actually really good. But then you get to the last two matches with Drew McIntyre and Randy, which they really should have went all out on each other. And then it was a roll-up. And then you had Bray and Braun, which they should have tore the fucking place apart. They could have done so much more stuff, like little cinematic pieces in the back and all the weird shit was going on. They still could have brought Roman in, and they didn't have to worry about crunch time. That's that's where I say low, like a low C, because it was a good show, but the last two matches kind of kind of sucked. Mm. Well, average for the show would be a B minus if you're going by all of our grades. So good WWE did a decent job. You sucked on your Monday Night Raw after SummerSlam, though. It, yeah, we're, it, not talk, we're, we're not talking. We're not. It was a better. That. I'll say this: it was a better show than Extreme Rules. Well, a lot of things were better than Extreme. Yeah, that's it's not really. really the bar is well. Or it was better than Extreme Rules. <laughs> I mean, I just, it, as far as well, ladies and gents, that's all we got. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening to our reactions and the results of SummerSlam. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter. We live tweet certain shows. You might see some live tweet of indie shows. They usually live tweet AEW, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown if they're worthy. 
of a live tweet. You should never miss out on the Twitter because the Twitter is always hopping. Instagram is more of a newsworthy information type of thing. So if you like a calmer segment, then follow our Instagram because we try to post regularly on there as well. So make sure you guys follow us on our social media. And if you want to hear Down for the Count on Apple Music, all you have to do is look up our RSS code right here on Anchor or on Spotify. It'll be right in that little description box. Look up that code. That is a link. You add that link to your Apple Music and it will import all of our podcasts right there for you until we can figure out how to do it ourselves. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. And we have a little bonus episode coming this week that I really think you guys will enjoy. So see you guys next time.